When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Classic streams. And now, the life of Riley. Fate, as we know by now, is usually lurking around the corner, ready to pounce on war worker Riley. And on this particular evening, Riley had dropped in at Witherspoon's drugstore to buy a cigar. And there, eating a Sunday was fate in the person of little Waldo Benny, Riley's next-door neighbor. Hiya, Waldo. Hello, Mr. Riley. You, you shouldn't be having an ice cream sundae before dinner. You'll lose your appetite. Oh, I've already lost my appetite, so might as well eat. <laughs> my wife's aunt, Miss Grimshaw, came back today from her vacation. Oh, well, I know how you feel, Waldo. A man's home ate his castle with his wife's relatives camping on him. You got your wife's aunt living off you, and I got my wife's Uncle Bucky. You got a dragon. I got a leech. <laughs> Is your Uncle Buckley really a leech? Why, he talks like a very successful man. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's successful. He's a self-made has-been. <laughs> Four months ago, that grafter established a beachhead on my favorite Morris chair, and it looks like I'll never outflank him. <laughs> Yeah, we both have our troubles. Oh, yeah. Many's the time I've thought of running away from home. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't do that. If I ran away from home, I'd have to take my wife and the kids. Besides... <laughs> besides, with the room shortage, I'd have to come home every night to sleep. <laughs> Too much trouble. Well, I can't run away either. It's almost impossible to get a train ticket. My, I wish there was some way to get them to run away. <laughs> yeah, I wish they'd elope. Imagine those two headaches getting hitched. Yeah, living in ivy-covered Poison ivy. <laughs> hey, wait, Aldo. What month is this? It's June. Well, sure, June. June, the month of love. The season when the love bug flies around sinking its little fangs into people. Riley, you mean that if the same love bug bit my aunt and your uncle, then sure. If we could only find a love bug that ain't particular. <laughs> a love bug that would bite anything. A love bug that's got rabies. <laughs> Riley, wouldn't it be wonderful if they fell in love and got married? If we could only arrange for them to meet in a romantic way. Yeah, romantic. Let me see, who's the most romantic guy I know? There's Cary Grant, Walter Pigeon. I got it. Me. <laughs> How did I meet my wife? In the movies. Doesn't sound romantic. Now, wait a minute, I ain't finished yet. It was dark in the theater, and by mistake, I sat right down on her lap. Believe me, that made a big impression on her. <laughs> 
Waldo, a movie can be a very romantic spot. Just ask any sailor. Riley, this is fate. Tonight, I have to take my aunt to the movies. I take her every Friday night. Well, that's swell. I'll take Uncle Berkeley. What theater? The Corral. Where they show those old westerns? Yeah, my aunt loves cowboy pictures. Well, I can understand that. She's built like a horse. <laughs> okay, now listen. In the corral, the loges is usually empty. They cost the dime. You sit in the first row loges with your aunt, and then me and Buckley will come along, and I'll fix it so Buckley sits next to the old man. Oh, excuse me, Waldo. That's all right. Go ahead and say it. I love to hear it. <laughs> so he'll sit next to the old moose. In the dark, their elbows will touch, and then we're all set. After the show is over, we'll get lost in the crowd. They'll be left together. One thing will lead to another. And the next thing you know, they'll be married. And we'll be free. No, I hope the love bug finds them in the dark. Well, sure, don't go for me to the dark, and they get married. Uncle <laughs> Buckley. Yes? On a June night like this, did you ever get thinking about love? Yes, I'd love a smoke. Uh, do you happen to have three spare cigars? No, uh, all I got is one cigar, Uncle Buckley. Fine, you can owe me the others. <laughs> hey, uh, Peg, guess who's back in town? Oh, dear. Waldo Benny's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Now, uh, there's a real swell girl. Oh, Riley, I'd hardly call Waldo's aunt a girl. Well, she ain't so old. She's still got all her hair. I, I, I mean, she's got a beautiful head of hair. Mm -hmm. She dies. So what? What's the looks matter as long as you got brains, charm, glamour, personality? Am I uh, right, Uncle Buckley? Uh, Peg, is there any more baked ham in the icebox? <laughs> Uncle Buckley, I'm talking about a wonderful girl and all you can think of is baked ham. Remember, there are other things in life besides baked ham. True. There's baked veal, baked pork, baked mutton. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, uh, Cupid will never be able to shoot an arrow into you. Instead of a heart, you got an extra stomach. <laughs> well, I'd better dress if I want to get to my club meeting on time. What are your plans for tonight, Riley? Oh, I think I'll drop this for a movie. <clears throat> Uncle Buckley, how's about going to the movies with me? Uh, no, thanks, though. I think I'll spend the evening just resting here in this Morris chair. Well, don't you think Morris deserves a rest, too? <laughs> <laughs> An earthquake couldn't move me out of the house tonight. But, Uncle Buckley, I'll pay for your ticket. Uh, where's my hat and chain? Come on, Riley. We'll be late. Come on, honey. Well, let's go. It's almost eight. Yes, the main feature at the plaza goes on in 20 minutes. Oh, uh, well, the plaza's okay, but look who's playing at the corral. Tex McCoy, Snorty Evans, Skip Away Harrigan, and Carmen Cita, the Mexican sheepdog. Now, <laughs> uh, look here. I will not have my intelligence insulted by watching a, a horse opera. I'll shoot pool instead. <laughs> but if we go to the corral, we'll find out if it's true what everybody in the neighborhood is saying. What's that? Well, they're saying that this western star looks exactly like you. Which star? And don't say the sheepdog. <laughs> no, no, they, they say you look like Tex McCoy. Oh, three pot. I, I do? Well, sure. Huh? You know, it might be a great view if it's true. When a guy looks like a star, he can get a job as a double. Mmm. Yes. Yes, I, 
I, I can see myself now in a 10-gallon hat, chaps and spurs, swaggering into a prairie saloon. <laughs> okay, Buckley, okay. You can dream all you want, but you don't have to walk bow-legged. Come on, take a turn, boy. Okay. If we hurry, we can still see all the four features. <laughs> Come on, Uncle Buckley. I see two seats down in the first row, right next to the little man with the good-looking girl there. I prefer to sit here towards the back. No, let's sit near the front. You can't hear in the back. Yes. See, that is strange. I don't hear any dialogue. Oh, oh no wonder they're showing silent movies. Quiet, you. You're making so much noise, I can't read the subtitle. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. Come on, Uncle Buck. Let's get those seats down front next to the... Oh, somebody beat us to them, they take it. Well, then let's sit here. Oh, no, we can sit down here in the second row. Oh, very well, but let's sit somewhere. All right, yes, yes. Waldo. Yeah. It's me, Riley. Behind you. Yeah, everything's all set. Buckley's sitting right next behind your head. Okie doke, Riley. Waldo, shh, shh, shh. Riley, isn't that Waldo Benny sitting in front of us? I recognize his ears. <laughs> so it is. Well, well, well. Fancy meeting you here, Waldo. Ah, yes. Hello, Mr. Riley. Hello, Mr. Turnbull. How do you? Uh, uh, this is my aunt, Miss Rimshaw. Auntie, this is Mr. Riley's uncle, Mr. Turnbull. Oh, charmed, I'm sure. How do you do? Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncle Buckley, light up my cigar and relax. Oh. What's happening, Riley? Is that Tex McCoy? Yeah, can't you see? No, Miss Grimshaw's hat is in the way. Riley, I'm not accustomed to viewing movies through a fruit orchard. I'm gonna ask her to remove her hat. Oh, no, don't bother uh, her. Pardon me, Miss Grimshaw. Psst, psst. But, uh, would you mind removing your hat? I'd rather not, if you don't mind. But I do mind. Oh, this is absurd. I came here to see Tex McCoy. I... Oh. What's happening now, Riley? Is that... Wait a minute, Buckley. Tell me, Riley. Sounds like a chase. I... No, they're just kissing. Oh, boy. Boy, look at that. What, Riley? What, what, what? Oh, boy. Oh, gee. Riley, what's happening? Huh? Nothing. They're just kissing. That's a fine way to see a movie. If that woman doesn't remove her hat, I'll call an usher. No, no, I'll change seats. You know, I will not give her the satisfaction. I will not. What? Go get him, Tex. Faster, faster. Come on, Riley. Is that Tex? I can't see. He's on a horse. What's going on? The horse ran away with the girl. Faster, faster, faster. Come on, Tex, old boy. Get up there, horse. Oh, I can see now, Riley. Oh, what? I just... Oh, confound that hat. What's happening? catching up to her. Now they're together. Yes, yes. What now? What now? Now they're... I know. They're kissing each other. <laughs> oh, the horses are kissing each other. <laughs> Look, I've had enough of this. Miss Grimshaw, for the last time, will you please remove your hat? I will not. Mind your own business. Maybe what? you better take your hat off, Andy. Shut up, Waldo. Madam, I demand that you remove that basket of fruit from your head. Who do you think you are? Carmen Miranda? Please, Uncle Buckley. Sir, if you don't stop annoying me, I'll call an usher. You'll call an usher. I see I'll have to take matters in my own hands. Oh, Buckley, just... Buckley, go, 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 go
Now. <laughs> now I can see. How dare you? Give me back those grapes. <laughs> not lose our tempers, we can fix things up. Waldo, you come sit back here. Buckley, you sit next to Miss Grimshaw. That's a good well, idea. You are not, Waldo. I refuse to stay in the same theater with this, this elderly juvenile delinquent. What? <laughs> come, Waldo. We're going home. Quiet! Quiet! And they call this a silent movie. <laughs> In a moment, we'll return to Riley the Matchmaker. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now back to the life of Riley. It's the morning after the millinery disaster that took place in the movie theater. Riley has just about given up hope of promoting a romance between Uncle Buckley and Waldo's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Right now, we find Riley leaving his house on his way to work, when once again, fate, alias Waldo Binney, beckons to him. Riley? Oh, that's you, Waldo? Where are you? Here. Where? Oh, not up there. Down here. I'm in the cellar. Oh! Oh, wait a minute. I'll lie down on the lawn here so as I can see you better. Yeah. What are you doing in the cellar, Waldo? Oh, this is laundry day. <laughs> oh, that... That aunt of yours makes you do the washing, too, huh? Yeah, laundry's so busy these days. I've already washed your clothes. Now I just have to tear some buttons off. Oh, Waldo, we sure flopped on that marriage scheme of mine. Guess I'm kind of stupid, stupid. I'm afraid I'm not much help on romance. You see, my wife and I didn't have a courtship. She only married me out of spite. Well, who was she trying to spite? Me. You know, when I was going steady with Peg, she, she got sore at me once. I fixed things up. I sent her a fancy letter apologizing. And it worked. A letter? That's it, Riley. Yeah, now, now all we got to do is to get your aunt to write Buckley a note saying she's sorry. Oh, never do that. She despises me. Waldo, I just had a brainstorm. Yeah? We can have Buckley get a letter from your aunt without her writing it. Well, how? You write it. Oh, no, that's forgery. No, it ain't. Anyway, wouldn't you rather spend the next 20 years in San Quentin than with your aunt? Well, if you put it that way... First, meet some of her station. Then write something about how she's sorry she was rude to such a distinguished champ by Buckley. Not a fancy flush like that. Well, oh, I can do that. I mean, what? Soak the letter in perfume and paste on a cancer stamp and put it in my mailbox. Riley, you're a genius. Sure. Love bugs is okay, but a little conniving don't hurt neither. <laughs> Thank you. 
Howdy, Tex Turnbull. Oh, please. Do not remind me of last night's depressing incident. Okay, okay. Hey, yes, uh, Uncle Buckley, uh, here's, here's a letter for you. And it's perfume, you little rascal. Oh, well, thank you. Huh? Well, this is adding insult to injury. Well, who's it from? That grape armor. Miss Grimshaw. Well, what does she say? Read it. Oh, listen to this boss. My dear Mr. Turnbull. Clever woman, she sure knows how to write. Go on, Uncle Buckley. <laughs> Please accept my sincerest apologies for my thoughtless behavior in the cinema. It was disgraceful, but I trust that a distinguished gentleman like you will forgive an impetuous girl's folly. Oh, folly, girl. Well, what else did she say, Uncle Buckley? <laughs> Hoping that our next meeting will have pleasanter results. I remain sincerely yours, Augusta Grimshaw. Well, isn't that a nice apology? Okay, Uncle Buckley, here's a pen and paper. What for? Well, you're going to answer me, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to answer her. Here, this is my answer. Don't. You tore her letter up. Yes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. A woman pours her heart out, and you make confetti out of it. <laughs> And then, Waldo, he said, this is my answer. He tore the letter up. Look, here's the pieces. Oh, this is dreadful. I'm all upset. I think we'll have another soda. <laughs> Listen, Waldo, I didn't ask you to meet me here in the drugstore so you could get charged with charged water. We got work to do. You see this stationery here? Yeah. Buckley Turnbull, Esquire. Oh, your uncle's stationery. You mean yeah, that... Yeah, it's our last hope. Now, where's your fountain pen? Right here. Now, let's see how I'll start. Chet? No, she ain't no Chet. Well, how about the dear, lovely lady? Yeah, that's what I think. Dear, lovely lady. Yeah. Now, all I gotta do is write the letter. <clears throat> last night, I, uh, I, uh, uh... Was conscience-stricken. Yeah, was conscience-stricken, uh... Uh, At yeah. my reprehensible behavior. Repre uh, rotten behavior. <laughs> There's an ink shortage, you know. <laughs> I, I humbly implore your forgiveness. Forgiveness? Or uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh... Must confess. Confess that, uh... I I have long gazed upon you from afar with worshipful eyes. Worshipful worshipful Boy, this pen, pen ain't living today. <laughs> May I soon express my admiration in person? Express admiration in person. Yours truly... No, no, no. Your admirer. Your admirer, uh, uh, uh... Buckley Turnbull. Oh, Buckley Turnbull. Gee, I never thought I'd be able to write a love letter like this all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, Waldo. You go on home, and in five minutes, I'll deliver this letter in person. <laughs>
Please, Waldo. Is your aunt home, may I ask to inquire? Why, yes. Come in. Waldo? Who is it? Oh, it's Mr. Riley, Annie. Well, shut the door in your face. But he has a letter for you. A letter? For me? Yeah, I got it right here from Mr. Turnbull. Turnbull? I refuse to have anything to do with that scoundrel. Give me that letter. Gee, I don't think it's gonna work. Why, she hates him. Well, I can't tell. On the desert, even hot water tastes cool. Your aunt is a desert, and Buckley's a hot water pig. <laughs> Look through the keyhole and see what she's doing. What? She's reading. Face don't need lipstick. That lipstick needs a new face. She's coming out. Oh, Mr. Riley, why are you standing on the doorstep? Come in, come in. After you, Miss Grimshaw. Oh, that was a very interesting letter you brought me. Oh, I'll say it was. I, I, I think it was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, it seems I misjudged your uncle. Well, uh, what did he write in the letter, if I'm not too personal? Well, he, he apologized for last night, and... <laughs> well, I, I can't tell you anymore. <laughs> Something's a sacred. <laughs> well, I guess now you'll be seeing a lot of each other. Well, I would like to have him over to the house sometime. Oh, he's a very busy man. Well, he's always free all day. Of course, I'd, I'd like to know more about Mr. Turnbull. You know, a young girl can't be too careful nowadays. Oh, uh, Uncle Buckley's a great guy. He'd give me my shirt off his back. <laughs> but uh, I do like to be sure. Well, there's only one way to be sure. Meet him in the flesh. Oh, no, 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 there's another way. First, I shall have his handwriting and his letter analyzed. I'm a great believer in the science of graphology. Oh, that way you learn all about Buckley. Why, certainly. Uh, Professor Boxcomb is coming over tonight. He's a famous handwriting expert for the Tribune. I'll phone him to bring his microscope. <laughs> Ain't that a hot one, Waldo? She's going to analyze the handwriting. But that's my handwriting. Uh, and you know me. I'm good, kind, thoughtful, intelligent, and especially modest. <laughs> Buckley's all set <dead> now. <laughs> now, Professor, you sit right here near the light. Thank you. This is fine. Waldo, you and Mr. Riley sit on the couch. Okay. Now, let's go, Professor. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> and you know more than I do, my friend. Mm. Now, if you'll let me have the letter that you want analyzed. Yeah. Here you are, Professor. Yeah. H. Well. Uh-huh. Huh. The fellow who wrote that got a nice character, huh? Hmm. Hey, what's the matter? Please, no interruptions. Well, Professor, what do you think? 
I see the man who wrote this doesn't cross his T's. And he only dots an occasional I. Which can mean only one thing. Downright laziness. <laughs> oh, me? No, your Uncle Buckley. Oh. This is not the handwriting of a man who works. Both are work. <laughs> oh, what else do you see? I see gluttony. These fat, round O's were evidently made by a man who lives for food alone. This letter was not written by a pig. <laughs> Shall I continue, Miss Grimshaw? Yes, yes, by all means. I must know the word. Yeah, let's see now. It's a lie. <laughs> this expert pony don't know what he's talking about. Riley, Riley, you get her a man. Well, please, Professor, continue. Pay no attention to Mr. Riley. Now I shall sum up. <clears throat> The heavy downward stroke of the P's, the inverted loops of the Y's, and the pronounced curlicues on the W's can mean only one thing. The man who wrote this letter is a bum. <laughs> who are you calling a bum? Okay, Professor, you asked for it. Step oh, just a minute, Mr. Riley. I admire your family loyalty to your uncle, but I... My uncle? Who cares about that book? It's me I'm worrying about. Riley! Because that's my handwriting. What? Your handwriting? Well... Oh, I see it all now. You wrote that letter. It's a plot. A young girl is in state nowadays and creatures like you in Turnbull. Well, Mr. Riley, leave my premises. Okay, I'm going. But one more crack out of that professor and I'll knock both his eyes. <laughs> Hey, folks, the Rileys will be back in just a moment. Uh, give me that letter. What letter? The one that Miss Grimshaw sent me. I hope you still have the pieces. I must answer it immediately. Now he wants to answer me. Now. Mm -hmm. I know why. He found out Miss Grimshaw owns that property on the corner of Fifth and Market Street. Why, Margaret, I am not in the least bit interested in the fact that this adorable lady that's clear title to a three-story building is set for $50,000. <laughs> I merely want to answer out of common courtesy. Well, I got the pieces here, but take my advice, don't answer. Why not? Look at that handwriting of hers. You see the inverted loops of disease? <laughs> the upward down strokes of the cheese? Yes. And her commas got long wiggly tails. <laughs> In my opinion, this dame is gruesome. Why, Riley, just a few hours ago you were praising Miss Grimshaw to the skies. I don't understand you. Well, I don't want to go into no details. But from now on, I'm going to write all my letters with a typewriter. <laughs> Join us again next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. The life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker. Classic Streams. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening.
Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams